I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 73, God Meant It Unto Good, studying Genesis chapters 42 through 50. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come follow me study for busy moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter of God just trying to get home, and I hope that something I say here today will help you on your journey home, too. Hello. So, um, of course... Somebody's been playing with the mic. I have a feeling I know which kid that was. Actually, I genuinely don't. They all like the mic. They all like to touch it. That's okay. So, um, we're really, there's a lot of stuff here to talk about. Um, and we're kind of, again, going to focus on one little section that really spoke to me. Um, and it is in chapter 45, verses 4 through 8. Um, and here's why I love this. We know that Joseph goes through a lot, like a lot, a lot, right? He, he has a regular roller coaster of a life and he's consistently trying to be good and make good choices and follow what God's plan is for him, even though he doesn't really understand what it is. And there's the whole thing with Potiphar's wife, which by the way, if you have not watched, when you go into my God, the gospel library and you go into come follow me, there's a little thing where it has like Bible stories and you can watch little videos. If you haven't watched the ones on like <laughs> Joseph's trials or I don't remember exactly what it's called, but, um, it's the ones for, it's the chapters for, um, last week. <laughs> you should definitely watch it because the way that they describe Potiphar's wife's intentions to, cause it's for children. Like, she wanted Joseph to break the commandments with her. <laughs> so Jake and I were giggling about that. But lots of stuff happens and we get to this point, right? So verse, um, verses four through eight, chapter 45. This is the part where finally Joseph is like, his brothers are in front of him. It's been, what, 14, not quite 14 years because it's seven years of really good stuff of good food, right? And then in the famine years are when the brothers actually show up and come into Egypt. And we don't really know, at least I don't, I don't know how long prior to that he was gone. I know it was at least two years he was in the prison. Um, I don't know how long he was with Potiphar's wife or with Potiphar's wife. Not at all. That's how long he was with Potiphar's wife. I don't know how long he worked for Potiphar. Like anyway, um, but he was there, he was gone for a while, for a long time. Um, and of course they all think that he's, they told dad that he's dead. So this is the part where finally it all kinds of comes to fruition, if you will. And he's like, hi, you remember that brother that you guys like stuck in a pit? I'm back, <laughs> you know? Um, and I love what he says. Um, he essentially says, I don't have my scriptures in front of me. Usually I take notes and it doesn't happen today, but, um, he essentially is like, I'm not mad at you guys, right? He has really good, um, eternal perspective here. Um, because he's like, you did not put me in the pit. I mean, technically yes, but God was guiding my path the whole time. He put me into a position where I could save all of Egypt and save my family and make sure that this family line continues like was promised to our father and his father and to his father, etc. Right? Like 
I'm where I need to be. And I love that he has this attitude because he very, he very easily could have been like, no, you can all starve because you literally threw me in a pit um, and we're going to kill me. So bye. You know, he could have been petty about it. Not going to lie. I, if my siblings threw me in a pit with the intentions of killing me or selling me to the highest bidder, um, I would be bitter. I'd be very bitter. <laughs> I'd be mad about it for a long time. I would carry that with me. Um, so Joseph's a better man than I am, which works because I'm not a man. Um, but I just love this idea of looking at our lives through the perspective of where is God taking me? What is, what is his goal for me? Right? Cause I know that we look a lot, we have a tendency. I know I owned a couple of, I say owned, I ran a couple of small businesses, um, over the past like years ago. And I was really good at setting goals. Um, I was training for a marathon. I was good at setting goals. And I always was looking at what is my goal, right? What's, what am, where, where, what's the end goal here, right? So when I was going to run the marathon, which I didn't do, thanks 2020, um, I was like, okay, April, whatever. I don't remember the date. Um, that's the goal. That's the goal is to be able to run 26.4, 24.6, 26.4, 26.2. Wow, brain. 26.2 miles on this day in Waco, Texas. That was my goal. And so my miles from where I was to where I was going would slowly build up until then so that when the day came, I would be physically, mentally, emotionally, music, playlist ready to run my 26.2 miles. And um, I think that sometimes it's hard for us in life because we don't necessarily know what God's end goal is for us. So it's hard for us to see the stepping stones. It's hard for us to see the little achievements because we don't know what the end goal is. Um, I mean, obviously, as like a general for all of us, it's to go home and live with our Heavenly Father again, right? Like that's the goal. We all want to do that. He wants us to come home and live with him. Um, can you hear my kids? (laughs) We watched Turning Red today and I think that they might be reenacting some panda scenes. It was a cute one. Highly recommend. Um, and I think that it's hard to see sometimes like for Joseph, when he was in the pit, in no way does being thrown in a pit by your brothers feel like achieving a goal. And, you know, and then being sold to the highest bidder doesn't feel like achieving a goal. Um, working for a guy whose wife falsely accuses you and then getting chucked in prison doesn't feel like achieving a goal. Tran, you know, what would you call it? Translating, understanding dreams and interpreting, that's the word, interpreting dreams. And then just kind of getting forgot about doesn't feel like a goal, right? Like there are these many things that happen along the way that are turning points and our key points that these things had to happen in order to get to him to where he was that we don't necessarily see as, um, or that we, we can understand it and we can look at it and we can see the journey. But Joseph, while he was going through it, just had to trust heavenly father and just had to trust that he was doing what he needed to be doing. And of course we get to this point now in chapter in chapter 45 verses four through eight, where he's like, I get it. I get it. I understand 
all of it now. Like, this is why. This, you guys, my family, saving my father, saving my mother, saving various wives and brothers and children of my brothers and all of these people, all of this family that I have, this is why I took this journey. This is why I had to go through the things I had to go through in order to get to where I am. Um, and you like, okay, we're going to take it back to running again for a second. You can't get to mile 25 without running mile 24. You can't skip miles. You have to go in order, right? And even, um, I don't know. Oh, oh, dang it. My video stopped. I don't know, um, if you guys know this or not, I write books. I write young adult fiction. Um, <laughs> I'm still working on my first one. Um, I have, it's been a process anyway, but there's no part of the process you can skip, right? Like I wrote my first, my very first draft. You don't, you can't sit down to write a book, um, sit down to write a talk, sit down to do any kind of project and skip to the finished product, right? You have to go through the motions. And those of us that can sit down and do like a craft or like I, I knit sweaters um, for my kids every Christmas. And I've knit some really beautiful sweaters. This this year was particularly beautiful, if I do say so myself. Or I guess what, this last Christmas was really pretty. I've knit beautiful sweaters for my... I knit a sweater for my mom that's kind of that Fair Isle style. Um... I've done these beautiful things and people are like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. Like, how do you, like, how do you even do that? I don't have the patience for that. And I have to tell them like, listen, I've been knitting for 20 years. I have been knitting since I was 10 years old. Um, actually that's, that's 22 years. Um, I have been knitting since I was 10 years old. So I, I went through the process of tangled up yarn and many, many dropped stitches and, you know, adding bizarre stitches and unwinding things that I made that I made wrong and having to relearn and Googling things and YouTubing things and trying to figure out how this stitch works and that stitch. And I have dictionaries on <laughs> knitting stitches and all of these things that like, there's all of the work involved. There's all of the process involved and we can't just skip to the end, right? Have you guys seen that? I don't know. It's an Instagram, TikTok, the, can we skip to the good part? And it's like the guy going, what? Anyway, and so it'll be people like in a miserable situation, like let's skip to the good part. And then they're in the happy situation, but that's not how it works. And it's so important that it's not how that works, because if you could skip to the good part, if you could skip to the end result, right? So if Joseph was sitting there in the pit and was like, can I skip to the good part? And he was just like poofed to where he was in charge of Pharaoh's, like Pharaoh's right hand man. I don't think he would have appreciated it in the same way. He would not have had the right responsibility for it. And he would not have proven himself to Heavenly Father to be a man that could be put in with that much power and still listen to what God has to ask him to do. Um, and so I think sometimes when life is particularly difficult, when we're facing challenges that we're like, why? Why is this in my lineup? Why is this in my journey kind of taking a step back and not necessarily just being like, oh, well, it's God's plan. Everything will be fine, but also kind of a little bit. Um, and what I mean by that is we can trust our heavenly father to always do what is good for us. 
and to take things. This is the, the power. I don't want to say magic, but also kind of. This is the power and grace of God that he can take things that are hard and complicated and that we don't understand and he can make them good. He can take everything that happens to and for us or every, he can take everything that happens to us and make it for us. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. I think Heavenly Father has this incredible power to look at our whole life's journey and guide us, if we let him, right, guide us gently to where he needs us to be so that we can be his hands when he needs us. Um, actually, I wasn't going to talk about this, but apparently I'm going to talk about this. When Jake and I graduated from college, our plan was to go to Korea. So Jake served his mission in Korea, in South Korea. Um, and our plan was to go to Korea and we we're going to teach English. We're like, this is perfect. They will absolutely, school will absolutely want us because it's two teachers for the price of one apartment. Um, cause they pay for your apartment and they pay, you know, anywhere. And we're like, oh, this will be great. It'll look good on our resumes when we want to go to grad school, which, oh, dang nabbit, these videos, which grad school didn't happen either. So that's okay. Anyway, the week before we're supposed to start interviewing with schools to find a school to go to, we get an email from the company we were going through and they're like, Hey, listen, um, we're going on a year long hiatus. If you have signed with a school, your contracts will be honored. If you have not signed with a school, we will return your application fee and, um, better net, better luck next year. And we were like, well, what do we do now? And so we called up Jake's dad, who we were planning to stay with for a little while before we went to Korea. And we're like, hey, listen, you remember how we said we we're staying for a little bit? That's It's going to be a little bit longer than we had anticipated. <laughs> um, but in that time that we were staying with Jake's dad in Oregon, a tour bus came through that area um, during the winter time and crashed. And there were all of these Korean tourists who are in this strange country where they, some spoke some English, some didn't speak a lot of English, but Jake was able to go and help being like the one person in Pendleton, Oregon who spoke Korean. And so I think that sometimes God tells us no, not because our desires are unrighteous or because our desires aren't what he wants for us, but because he has a different plan and he's like, I know what you want to do, but I'm going to have you do it over here. I'm, I know that you want to serve, but you're going to do it differently than the way you thought. Um, and I think that's why it's so important to trust our Heavenly Father. And I don't think that he's adverse to us asking him questions and being like, are you sure? Like, Father, are you sure this is where you want me? And he'll be like, yeah, this is where I want you. Like, okay, all right. I, I don't get it. Could you Could you explain maybe <laughs> a little bit? And I genuinely think that he will explain as much as you need to know. He does work on a need to know basis because I asked him several times how many kids I was going to have. And he was like, you'll, you'll know when you're done. <coughs> Excuse me. And I did. And we are, um, anyway, so that's kind of what I just wanted to talk about was understanding and recognizing heavenly father's hand in our lives. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Um, and knowing that he's guiding us and he sees the whole eternal big big huge picture of all of it together 
and we see this itty bitty little blip of where we currently are and then the blippiness behind us of where, where we've been. And so if we take the time, and I kind of talked about this last week, if we take the time to when we're struggling where we are to look back and be like, okay, I can see and look purposefully for God's hand in our lives in the past, we will see that hand that's been guiding us to where we are. And then we'll be able to be like, okay, I don't know exactly where we're going. I'm not sure what the end goal is here. Am I, am I going to be Pharaoh's right hand man? Is there going to be like a lot of stuff I got to deal with first? Um, but I trust that heavenly father is guiding me. I trust that he is going to take me where I need to go. Keep doing the good that you're doing and know that it will all be for your good because God is good. Like so good. I wish I could like take that knowledge of God's love for each and every one of you and how it just his goodness and just like wrap it up in a ball and shove it inside you so you could just feel it and be like, oh, okay, I know. Um, <laughs> and with that image, um, I'll talk to you next week.